On my podcast today is Corey Williams, a.k.a. Corey Crypto. Peace, brother. How you doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, I'm blessed, man. Blessed and highly favored, as my mother used to say. Uh, everything is good. Had a pretty productive day. And now I get to the better part of my day. I get to talk to people uh, from different walks and facets of life and, and see how they got to where they are. So, so what's new with you? Man, today was a crazy day for crypto. Uh, the last yeah. two days, <laughs> with that being my area of uh, specialty and expertise, uh, it's just been a, a last, a crazy last couple of days. But we'll definitely get into the uh, the depths of that in this conversation. But uh, busy day. Uh, it's fall, so the time just uh, went back, and uh, trying to adapt and adjust to that. Daddy life, trading and traveling. That's it. Yeah, it seems weird this time around as far as the the, the way that the, the time went back. It, it don't feel like it normally does. Like I don't feel the, the usual refreshness and and, and like I like I, I gained something out of it. I feel like I'm I'm dragging, I'm trying to catch yeah. up to everything. Yeah, I was a little sluggish the last couple of days. So uh definitely understand. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what got you into crypto trading or currency? To be honest, there was a, a good friend of mine a couple, I would say about seven years ago, uh, he got into the the Forex space. Forex, which most people think uh, of some young kid trying to say they made a lot of money. But Forex has been going on for 400 plus years. Uh, you know, Wells Fargo actually traded slaves. You go look at, look at that. Uh, people were trading cotton. Uh, so... Trading has been around for a long time. So a friend of mine got into trading probably about seven years ago. And uh, this is somebody that's, uh, you know, very well known all over the world. Was one of the number one income earner, earning uh, African-American males uh, in the world. And, uh, you know, I just really saw his life change. And, it, and it's, it's different when you see somebody's life change when they put an extra comma, extra two commas in their bank account, when they change their zip code, when they change their tailor. When they change their car, change their, you know, this whole family and, and this financial tra trajectory and close a wealth gap. And when you see somebody that you know and it happens to them, uh, your belief goes to another level because, you know, at one point you were at the at the same level. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm talking when people run circles around. <laughs> yeah. And so I saw him get into the financial space. And honestly, I wanted to learn how to trade. And it wasn't something that he wanted to, was interested in. He was in a network marketing company that brought exposure of uh, Forex, which is foreign exchange, uh, to the masses, especially to, uh, to the uh, black and brown and to the minority communities. And so he didn't know how to trade. He was big on recruiting. And it was it was a home-based business, network marketing, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it. And some people don't believe in it. But when you see somebody... Like I said, put an extra two, three commas in their bank account. You see somebody, you know, change their zip code and that, you know, it's a little bit different. So when I saw that happen, I started to take an interest in trading because that's what I wanted to learn how to do. And so uh, got into uh, some courses, paid for some courses, started going to a lot of the workshops and conferences, looking for mentors that had receipts uh, in, in, in the space, because uh, a lot of times people you know, they, there's a lot of internet guys <laughs> where you know they're 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 faking the funk. They're 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 not accessible. They're uh, sitting in a, a park playing 
they just changed their clothes several times. They can they rent a plane out for a couple hours and act like they on private jets. But you know, some people really know what it takes to rent a private jet. Uh, they rent some cars, doing photo shoots. They're just, you know, what I would say, uh, faking it till they make it for the grand. Hey. But I literally saw, you know, five Rolls Royces later, five Lamborghinis later, multiple homes, private jets. Like I really saw the life change, and I'm like, okay, I can't miss out on this kind of money because this is somebody I know, and. I, I, you know, never a jealous bone in my body, but I need some of that. <laughs> okay, let me let me ask you about that because in, in a, a, a couple a couple minutes, thirty seconds or whatever ago, you said that you saw a person that you knew step up a couple commas, a couple zeros, right? But you you said you you didn't get jealous; you felt inspired by it. Correct. So what's the difference for, for you and a guy like me versus other people? What do you think it is that we don't we don't get jealous and want to pull them down, but we want to we want to figure out how to get that or go ask them, hey, can you show me how to do that? Right. There's a difference between jealousy, envy, and hate. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes, sir. Uh, when I sat and get jealous, meaning I wish it was me. I was happy for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Envy. I wish that was me, and I, and I'm not happy for him. Hey, I don't like him just because he got it, <laughs> you know. So none of those ever crossed my mind because this is somebody that we came up together in the yeah. industry. Like we iron sharpens iron, you know. Sometimes, you know, you you're in a position on the come up where you know you you're not there, but you got somebody who's pushing you, who's shooting the jump shots, who's with you shooting in the gym, <laughs> who's shooting the jump shots, who's throwing you the ball, you throwing them the ball, you 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 playing the defense on them, they playing defense on you. You know, you working on, like, so we were, it was like iron sharp and iron, and it was uh, it, it was one of the situations where I just like, and I, I saw his, his his income go to another level. And like mm-hmm. I said, he wasn't even trading. He he was in the, the field of trading, but kind of on the recruiting side. But then I knew what trading could do. And that was something that I was interested in because, you know, I used to be in uh, business-to-business sales. I would do door-to-door sales uh, for a company called Quill. So I've knocked on probably every door, <laughs> excuse me, in Houston, Southeast region of, of America, door-to-door sales, commission only. So uh, and that's what really got me into the grind and, and to used to being used to hearing no's because every no is not rejection and also giving, getting some tough skin. So, um, it was it was just a matter of time of when success would hit. And so uh, seeing I, I would go into these offices of owners of companies and I would see most of them have but not most a lot of them that was really getting it. I would see a lot of them have C, CNN money on, you know, Bloomberg, the stocks, you know, they would have the charts up. And I was like, you know, I always never had an interest in it, but I would see it. I would see it. And so seeing it multiple times, that means that these people are watching their money. And so it was like, why are you watching your money every day? Because, you know, a lot of times people say money's not everything. That's just, you know, because you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. You know? But, but you know, one of my favorite books says that money answereth all things. <laughs> you know, so everywhere you go, they ask for money. And Absolutely. so it's not, uh, it's not the love of money. Uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a quote that says, um, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. 
you know, that, that's that's not it. That that's that's not <laughs> that, that's not the complete understanding of it. But some people just don't understand money, and we haven't been taught financial literacy. And yeah. so once I started seeing that people were making a thousand dollars a day trading, they're making ten thousand dollars a day. Good friend of mine I'm talking about has had some million dollar days, mm. several million dollar days trading. You know, and so I said, I, I need some of that, you know, and I got with some mentors, uh, sought out the right people, went to the conferences, paid the money and worked on my craft until a point to where I, I got to a point where I was making, you know, five to seven hundred dollars a day, a thousand dollars a day um, and, and just trading. And so that led me to take more interest in not only stocks, because you got to be in front of that computer, uh, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, futures, um, you know, commodities. I wanted, you know, some long-term money as well because day trading, you can win one day, lose the next day. Absolutely. But, so that's when I took uh, an interest in crypto and crypto's fairly new, only been around 13 years, but you know, I, I've been a part of two bull runs. I've been in crypto for a little bit over seven years and in those two bull runs, you know, it's, it, you know, crypto literally saved my life, you know, throughout the pandemic, you know, a lot of people were losing jobs and, and losing money and, and businesses closing you see what just happened uh, today or yesterday. Seventeen thousand people laid off at Facebook last week. Yeah, uh, several thousand people laid off at, at Twitter, and people think we're not in a pandemic. You know, according to the RSI, we've had two quarters where we're not doing good. So you got two not good quarters. You're in a pandemic, and a lot of people are in denial. But uh, you know, it happens. You know, they'll they'll, they'll figure it out. Like was was there was there a loss of jobs like in Africa or something like that too, where where a Twitter office was closed or something? I'm not sure about that, but I know uh, Twitter laid off. I forgot the number. I think it was maybe seven thousand people last week. Okay. Facebook just laid off seventeen thousand people. Okay. You know, it, it's it's coming. You know, it's coming. And so I've been one of those people that always just believed and never depend on one source of income. And uh, and uh, and now we're here. Okay. So growing up for you, what was like your first job or first hustle? <laughs> when did you, when did you, when did the first kick in? I was 13 years old. My mom had a back surgery. Mom, my mom had scoliosis. So as a kid, she was like Forrest Gump in the, in the, in the cast, the body. Okay. Cast. Okay. So she had a, we had a, got into a wreck. And so she had a back surgery when I was 13 years old. My dad went to prison uh, a few months later. This is my freshman year in high school. Um, and 13, so my mom started me in school early. So that's why I was 13. So freshman year of high school, mom had a back surgery, meaning she couldn't drive. I had to get a hardship license. I had to allow my application. I had three jobs my freshman year in high school. Uh, I was working at Chick-fil-A. I was working at a movie theater. I was lifeguarding. And then a friend of mine, lifeguarding during the summer. And then a friend of mine, uh, family had a catering company. Uh, my brother was in college at Xavier University. So that's 20 some thousand dollars a year. My mom never made over $37,000. Mm. So imagine living off of, <laughs> yeah, you know, so having to work overtime and I was just like, I'm tired of eating hot pockets and oatmeal and breakfast for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm tired of, you know, me asking my mom, can I have something? And she said, no, okay, she needs some help. So also I was washing cars and I was selling candy. So it was like, you know, my mom got to a point, she said, well, you got more money in your Washington Mutual than I do. You better not be selling no drugs. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was grinding, and you know, and she didn't give me no bills, but gas money go. Okay, you making money, go 
you know, pay for your shoes, clothes, school activities, stuff like that. And I was throwing parties. <laughs> oh man, you was you was jack of all trades, man. Yeah, and I was throwing parties, man. You know, in high school. So uh, that, Wait, that's you said that. When did you get your? Did you say you got your license at thirteen? A hardship license. Okay. That means when you have a parent that can't drive, and they'll let you drive between certain hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, about thirteen. You know, daddy in jail, brother, older brother going off to college, mama struggling to make ends meet. You know, it's just that natural survival instinct. I had to had to do something. And I didn't want to, you know, go to jail. You know, my dad in jail. Every man in my family for five generations has been in prison. So mm. it was like, I ain't, you know, I, I like eating what, what Pimp C said back in the day, free world steak and shrimp. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so so I, I, that wasn't an option for me. Rest in peace, Pimp C, man. Um, just got to say that real quick since you brought him up. But yeah, I, I definitely understand. I understand the hardships. Uh, I learned about using my own hustle, using art to paint pictures around the city and and put up signs that say uh, close a door uh, when you leave out, when you come in. I, I learned how to do that at 10, 11 years old. And I was making these little signs um, as a young man trying to uh, make some cash. And in Chicago, you know, you always got a job in the winter and in the summer if you know how to cut grass and mm -hmm. shovel snow. So I definitely know how that I do, definitely know how that how that goes. Uh, my father wasn't around. I was living with my mom and my aunt and my sisters and everything and my cousins. So um, I definitely know how that feels. Um, do you think that we should have financial literacy classes in school? I posted something a couple months ago on my social media, uh, and it said that there's a million young boys in the inner city that's trying to play sports. Let's say, let's just go for basketball. Out of that million, let's say 300,000 may make a high school team. Out of that 300,000, a thousand may go and play professional college. Out of that thousand, 200 may start in college. Out of that 200, seven may go to the NBA out of that seven, you know, you know how that goes. The, the average NBA life uh, span is, is four years. So you got a million boys fighting for seven, seven spots. spots. You have a four year lifespan. Yeah. What if we, instead of spending, and I'm not saying nothing against sports, but sports help shape structure, discipline, uh, teamwork, problem solving, on and on and on. Sports is sports is great. But what if we had a million young men and women learning real estate? What if we had a mi million young men and women learning crypto? What if we had a million young men, men and women learning web three and 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 uh and and, and JavaScript? Mm -hmm. You know, what if we had a million young men and women learning how to, you know, be uh you know a, a ghostwriter. You know, what if we had a million young men, men and women learning how to, you know, change laws or, or or how to, you know, just just any other any other things. It's like be involved you know, in tech, be engineers. Yeah. yeah, engineers, doctors, pharmacists, you know, dentists. So, you know, if you only see it, whatever you do, let's say if you do it consistently enough, you'll be good at it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if if I go shoot a thousand shots a day, I'm going to start being like, you know, shout out to my man, Lethal Shooter. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm man. Gonna, I'm going to hit the buckets. That man but, is crazy. Yeah, if I'm working on my craft of learning charts, you know, about stocks and bonds and cryptos and commodities, if I'm working on, you know, what you're doing, you know, podcasts, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. You get better and better as you be consistent. Absolutely. So you can fail your way to the top. Yes, sir. I'm going to say that again. You could fail your way to the top. So a lot of people don't, you know, we, we just, we need more options in front of these young men and women than sports because we don't have to always be the 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 the, the uh, entertainers in, you know, sports or, or comedy or film or rapping. That That's not, you know. Everybody can't do that. Yeah, everybody can't do that. that. And, and to it kinda, comes with a lot. Yeah. And to piggyback off of what you said about the sports, right? So in the NBA, there's only 30-something teams and 15 spots. So that's 450 spots total in the NBA. Yeah. Always think about that for any of the young men and women or any of the people out there listening. If you have only children, eight of them get in the game. You understand? <laughs> you you may ride the bench for a very long time before you get your chance your chance to shine. I've heard I've because the of the podcast era that we're in right now, I've had the chance to hear how uh, Jermaine O'Neal rode the bench for so long until he got his chance. I had the chance to hear how certain players said I was on the bench and I was very, very good and I was killing them in practice, but they said it's not your time and and every spot is filled. And even back to high school for me, I learned how to play chess. Mm -hmm. Like I said, every man in my family, including my dad for five generations, were in prison. So I learned how to play chess. My dad told me how to play chess. (laughs) I was a swimmer. I could have played baseball as well. You see what I'm saying? So there were other options, but, you know, it's not cool to play chess. It's not cool to play baseball. It's not cool to swim, you know. But I was involved in other things because I had an older brother, and I listened. And that's one thing I really want to point out on this podcast today. I listened to my old brother, and I didn't want an older brother and older people than myself. And I hung around older people because I didn't want to make the same mistakes as they made. So mm-hmm. my brother told me, get in student council, you know, become class president. I did that play sports, do community service, um, get in every extracurricular activity you can, you can be involved in stuff, you know, in different organizations. So that's what led me to be able to go to school for free on a sports scholarship and an academic scholarship. Mm. So sports paid for academics went in my pocket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's very important uh, to the young men and women or all those that are listening. Smart people run the world. Smart people run sports. Are, sports are cool, but the way this podcast is happening, the way your heating unit works, the way your car works, the, there are smart people that put these ideas together to make all this stuff come together. The way you have Wi-Fi. Right, and shout out to Wallow and Gilly for this new hundred million dollar deal that they just did. Oh man, salute to them! I saw I saw them signing on it. You know. And it was good to see that. It was good to see them win, you know. Shout out to them. So, you know, and and that just shows you that people are not watching TV anymore. They're watching YouTube. They're watching Spotify. They're watching podcasts, you know. And, and, you know, they don't have a journalism degree. Wallow, you know, a couple years out of prison. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Living life, enjoying life. Yeah. So, I I mean, I always just want to, you know, just reach out to the next generation and tell them that there's, there's other ways to get money legally. 
but also, like I said before, never depend on more, more, uh, never depend on one source of income. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's always a, a different way to make money. Uh, you just have to be persistent and dedicated to doing it. That's the, that's the focus. Uh, sacrificing your life to make a dollar around a bunch of guys that may end up going to jail or end up dead doesn't really, it's not healthy, you know, and the benefits, the, the benefits aren't that good unless you, unless you're one of the few, few guys who survive and make it to the top. And we have a lot, we have a lot more guys making their way into the, into the penal system and into the graveyard than making it to the top of the drug game. Right. And like you just said, smart people run the world. You know, people used to call me, you know, geek, corny, outcast. And I'm like, you know, I'm just sparing y'all. I'm trying to make sure my mama don't cry. I'm trying not to upset my grandmother. I'm not trying, I'm trying not to be a statistic, but I can, I can give it to you if you want, but I'm just trying not to be that guy. So Lord that's why I'm in these organizations. That's why I'm studying so hard because I have a generational curse over my family and I'm, I, I'm aware of that. And my mama prayed and kept me in church and prayed. Don't be a statistic like your daddy and your uncles and your grandfather and your great grandfather and all your cousins. Let, yeah. let, let, let's let's speak on that real quick because we come from environments where there are men around us who teach us morals, values, discipline, integrity, right? But there are idiots out here who continue to think that they're doing something awesome by pressing these buttons and crossing these lines, but they really don't know any better. You know, who came out with that? I think it was Mick Mill said about Twitter fingers. You got some of these people that's hiding behind the desk, you know, and, and I, I get it. A lot of these people are, are introverts. A lot of these people, you know, are, are normans. They're not, their social skills. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but use your skill for good. Become... You know, there, there's so many cybersecurity jobs out right now. Web three cybersecurity jobs that are paying six and seven figures. So, you want to be a hacker? Be a hacker. Go make sure that Russia not hacking into or China. You know, you see what I'm saying? So, uh, especially as a man in, 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 a, in a young boy or a young woman's life, we speak life into into this next generation, yes, and sir. that's that's an issue that we've had. We've been divided since since we've come to America uh, from our, our origins, uh, they didn't want our families to be together. They didn't want, you know, uh, because two incomes is better than one. They didn't want us to have life insurance. Talk they about it. To, they didn't want us to have financial literacy, you know, and they didn't want us to have, uh, you know, uh, a unedited uh, thought process without them teach with them teaching us they wanted they wanted to teach us what they wanted us to learn you know so now that we have access to technology and information we can educate ourselves and self-education yeah. is, is is so valuable but like you said you know people that that don't uh set an example for the next generation man it's it's pathetic it, it, it really is and yeah when and, when we when we came out of slavery we weren't given much of nothing so them letting us go was like, well, we'll give them nothing and they'll have to come back to the plantation or yeah. we can arrest them while they're walking the street and we'll put them back under slavery uh, because they're outside and we just we can call them criminals. 
uh, vagabonds, you know, and they, they have no place to go. They'll be loitering and doing all this other stuff, begging on the streets for change and for jobs and things like that. So it'll be easier to lock these people back up. We didn't get the 40 acres in the mule. They put us, no. in, they put us in wars to fight that had nothing to do with us. Then you go to the war, you get addicted on, on heroin or, or cocaine meth. You know, uh, you, you have uh, PTSD from, from seeing killings, you know, um, then the crack laws coming here. Then, <laughs> you know, then it, then dropping drugs in our communities. Then, yes. you know, yes. then, then locking us up. You know, even still, some states uh, still, uh, as election day was yesterday, some states still, uh, you know, are not pro-marijuana. But, you know, most of the U.S. is, I think California got out of debt from marijuana uh, sales in less than 18 months. You know, and so it's just, you know, alcohol should be, you know, up there, but it's a big business. Yeah, it's a very big business. Cigarettes should be up there. It's yeah, a it's a killer. You know, the opioid crisis, but it's a big business. So yeah. you should get politics locked into certain things that are that are benefiting certain people's pockets. It's a different conversation. Absolutely. And, we, you know, in, in our communities, especially in Chicago, I don't know how it was, how you grew up. But in Chicago, there are more liquor stores, clinics, and churches in our community than, than there are any uh, resource centers or anything that actually can can boost us up and, and change the way our, our paradigm works. Um, we don't have a lot of that, and we need more. Uh, and and I, I wish to one day be able to get with a group of guys and and and, and push and and turn and change that around so it, it starts working, and then get to the mm -hmm. basketball players and everybody else and get them involved. And Black Wall Street was not just Oklahoma. It was everywhere. It we was Florida. It was New York. Chicago. Yes, Houston. sir. You know, it, it, it was all over the place. But we, we we need our own grocery stores. We need our own libraries. We need our own banks. We need our own community centers. We need our own, uh, you know, uh, dentists, doctors, lawyers, yes. Uh, yes. police, our own police, our own, you know, our own politicians. Some Suburb communities have their own governments. We need we, we need it all, and uh, the only way we can get to that point is is, uh, is by financial literacy and, and putting our money in our communities and just learning what to do with money. and And that's up to us to help change that generation. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's about that again. Community coming together and, and making and making a situation work for us all. Question: Because of cryptocurrency, do you? think it would be a good idea to phase out cash in sweden there's no cash i was just in london two weeks ago i didn't use any cash i was in china six years ago i didn't use any cash i was in dubai twice this year didn't use any cash i was in south africa for new year's no cash um this we're becoming a digital currency society. Cash App is digital currency. Zelle. When you woke up one day, your bank didn't actually forbid for permission to to have Zelle. They did, said do an update, and you automatically had Zelle. Cash App, Zelle, PayPal, Venmo, uh, all forms of digital currency. Uh, so if you get on a plane, you can't use cash anymore. At the airport, you can't use cash. So you know, cryptocurrency. And the blockchain technology is going to revolutionize the world. In the next 10 years, if you're not accepting crypto as a form of payment, nine times out of 10, you won't be in business. Now, 10 years ago, 
they said that about being on the internet. If you're not accepting e-commerce, you won't be in business. They said that 10 years ago. 10 years from now, if you're not accepting crypto as a form of payment, you won't, won't be in business. The blockchain technology is basically going to do what happened with, with like Gaddafi, trying to say you have a record of every single thing. So if you own a million dollars, they're going to be able to see you have a million dollars on the blockchain. There's going to be no fraud. There's no chargebacks. You know, so everybody's going to be held accountable. What if we paid our taxes and we got a, we, there's a website we can go to that says, this is for roads, this is for healthcare, this is for uh, the schools, this is for the parks, this is for the military. That's what the blockchain, see, most people don't understand Web3. Web3, imagine if, if you knew what you knew about the internet in 1998, you would have focused on that. This is our second chance around Web 3.0 to be able to have the data that these big companies are selling. We can own our own. Mm. That's what it's about. So the crypto sits on the blockchain. Your website sits on the Internet, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So the blockchain will show you everything, everything, every transaction and document it because documentation beats conversation. So there's no fraud. So that's why a lot of these governments are against crypto and the blockchain technology because they want to do it their way, which hasn't been working. Banks are a scam. You go cash your check. They don't give you all your money until three days later. What are they doing those three days? They're trading your money on, with crypto, crypto, forex, stocks, bonds, commodities, futures. They might 3x your money and then give you your money on Monday versus on Friday, but they 3x your money over the weekend, if that makes any sense. you know. No, so. I a lot of these banks, man, um, you know, look what's happening around the world. I saw in uh in Beirut, a guy held up a bank because he said he'd been trying to get sixty thousand out the bank for the last two months, mm. but they didn't give him his money. So a lot of economies are, are getting to that point. Just yesterday, FTX, one of the biggest, this number two biggest crypto exchange in the country, they crashed. They couldn't pay out. You know, that happened the same thing with Robinhood. So Crypto is it's, it's going to revolutionize the world. And, uh, you know, why do we need cash? Cash has only been around for a little bit over 100 years. We, we used to do a barter system with, with with cows and cattle. We used to trade silver and gold. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, used to, we used to, you know, be in the barter system. So, And how can a currency that you can print up every day be worth something? In the if last it's not, if it's not 24 tied to months, if not a little bit more, the U.S. has printed over seventy percent of the cash that they've ever ever had. That's so crazy. It's worthless. The U.S. dollar is worthless. Great British pound is stronger. The euro is stronger, but you know even the euro right now it's about the same as the U.S. dollar. So yeah. you, know, you just can't. You know, the U.S. dollar is, is backed by in God we trust. It's backed by our military. Like it's it's we don't have gold reserves to back up our dollar. You know, so a lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, cash is just cash. It's paper. It has no value because they just keep printing it. Where all this money coming from? Yeah, it just keeps circulating, but <laughs> there's not tied to no type of value of anything. Right, right. So that's what crypto and blockchain technology is tied to technology. It's tied to uh, digital assets, physical assets. It's tied to, um, you know, different projects that have value. And just because I say this is worth $10 million, that doesn't mean it's worth $10 million. So the U.S. dollar is saying, oh, this U.S. dollar is strong, but it's just paper. 
There, there, if there was gold or silver or nickel or uranium uh, or or some kind of or oil back in a commodity, that's a different story. But you know, it's just paper. Would there be an issue with everything being digital? Is you know, and I'm only saying that would would they be able to shut off anything and, and then say that it's not there once they turn it back on? Well, here goes the thing. Crypto, the point of, and the power of crypto, it gets rid of governments and banks. So there's no middleman. Correct. So if I want to give you $10,000, I can send you $10,000 immediately. Because there's no reserve or anything, FDIC and everything. Exactly. It's digital. So, but here goes the thing. There's going to be some corruption because some countries are going to say, and some countries are already doing this. I think it's called CBCD or something like that. Where Yes, I heard about they, that. Well, they say, according to your social status, we're going to allow you to go on a train or buy a plane ticket, or we'll allow you to get a loan based on your social status. So if you don't do what we say to do, then we'll lower your social status. And so at that point, you know, they can shut down anything. But look, at, put it like this. When the government gave everybody those stimulus checks, they pressed a button and $1,200 was in everybody's account. That's a fact. So they can turn it on or turn it off at any time. But the whole point of crypto and the security of crypto is to make sure that governments are not uh, interfering. You know, and that's why the governments, they don't want to get rid of the banks and the governments. But that's what cryptocurrency uh, is all about. And it's going to expose the crookedness that they've been doing with the money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like you said, the banks are a scam. The banks were never backed by anything. They were backed by debt, by creating debt in, in the housing market, which was a, which was the scam for them to make money, right? Right. Correct. But then also in China, there's no there's no credit. If I own a million dollar home in China, I gave a million yen, a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no there's no credit or anything like that in China. So the U.S. we we got a, a westernized way of thinking and doing things and. It's going to bite us in our foot. Uh, and I want everybody to look up something called BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. These are the five new superpowers that really don't need to depend on the U.S. The U.S. is not the bully superpower that we thought that we were once were years ago because we're behind in technology. We're behind in science. We're behind in math. You know, our military, you know, really hasn't had nobody to really come up against us. You know, so uh, B-R-I-C-S, go look that up and you'll see all the superpowers and, and how they're preparing, but they don't need the U.S. Think yeah, I think it, I think that was our only thing, right, was the military is a, is, a, is the biggest thing right. that people are worried about. And our about. military is a bully. Our mili- yeah. And wherever we go, we steal oil, we steal commodities, and we never leave. We set up shop. You yeah, know? But, but you have the other two bullies, uh, North Korea and Russia, saying, yeah, we dare you. Right. We dare you. Right. Right. And China. Yeah, Look what China's saying to Taiwan right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think what is it? It's forty percent of our debt is owned by China. Maybe more. Yeah. Okay. Might be more. So that's what digital currency just gives you freedom to to not have to um, deal with with governments and banks, which both of them are are they are who they are. Okay. All right. So, kind of a personal question: Are you are you are you are you single, married? Single. Single. Okay. So as a single man, are you looking for a partner or a sponsor? <laughs> Definitely has to be a partner. Uh, uh-huh. I got five, I got five C's that I, that I check off uh, when looking for a partner. Uh, and, and 
sponsor, you know, that's uh, some men are sponsors, you know, but it depends on culture because, you know, depending on where you live, we live in America. They tell us we're supposed to have one wife. If I was born in Saudi Arabia or the UAE or some places in Africa or Asia, they say you got to have, you can have more than one wife, but you got to be able to afford it. So that's a whole different conversation. But uh, I would definitely, you know, look for a partner. Um, like I said earlier, two two incomes is more powerful than one. Uh, two brains is more powerful than one. Uh, two hustlers is more powerful than one. Uh, you know, two people that can be on the same page, uh, building a legacy is more powerful than one. Um, and, and most, you know, a famous quote, they'll say, behind every man is a good woman. Most men need a woman to complete them, right? You know, I always tell people, you know, I'm, I own several businesses. I'm always busy, but I'm not good at certain things, you know? So that's something that I know and I'm aware of that I know that a woman would complete me in these areas, you know? So I, I definitely am not trying to do this. I can't build an empire by myself. And most successful men are married, you know? So- um, yeah, definitely. That's that's the goal, but you gotta go through a lot of hay to get to the needle in the haystack. Man, who are you telling, brother? Who are you <laughs> telling? I, I totally understand that. So, my next question to you would be: Does a woman's financial status matter for you? It does. Um, and and not necessarily money, uh, more the mindset. Uh, because you know, I can't deal with it. A broke woman and broke don't mean money poor doesn't mean money a lot of times it means passing over opportunities repeatedly you know broke is a mindset and so i can't deal with a broke mindset woman a broke heart broken heart woman a broken spirit woman um and and because that that's that's a, another stress that i have to take on you know so um a woman that that's educated you know credit is always important uh woman that um uh, that has drive and that understands my entrepreneurial spirit because I'm a busy man, you know. So from the time I open my eyes to when I close my eyes, I'm I'm busy. So a woman that understands, okay, when I come home, I'm not necessarily gonna want to use a thousand words when I get home. I'm gonna need Ooh. some peace, peace and quiet. Let me relax and and and, and go from there. One woman that understands my travel schedule, woman, woman that understands the stress of being a black man in America. One that understands the stress of being a black man that's an entrepreneur in America. One that understands the stress of being a black man that's an entrepreneur that's educated in America. You know, um, on and on and on. So the the, the right woman definitely uh, can make or break a man. And I encourage every man. Uh, there's somebody for everybody, but uh, you know, just just find the the one that's that's right for you, and find the one that that like you. Uh, because a lot, a lot of women are looking for opportunities, and mm -hmm. uh, you know we got yeah. it. We got it hard these days. They yeah. said they hit hard, but we got it hard these days. That's me. Yeah, absolutely. A, a third of the black men are in prison. The other third are in jail. Probably another ten to twenty percent are homosexuals. You know, so you 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 dealing with it <laughs> up against a lot. Yeah, you're dealing with a lot. And, and nothing against lot. anybody's sexual preference, but, you know, black black women, brown women, any woman on earth 
that seeks after black man, they don't have many options. Yeah, and and uh, another part of that is that instead of them learning where they are in life, they shoot further than where they are, right? They're, they're reaching higher than where their position is. So they're playing themselves, trying to get to the highest guy that they can get to, but they're stretching themselves thin. And I'm not going to really hit on that, but don't wear yourself out trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to get to that brass. Trying that's, to get a whole, to the, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, that, don't wear yourself out trying to get to the gold ring when a brass ring is, is right there in front of you, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's, so, it's so easier, like you said, when you have a two-income household, you can build and you can establish everything that you're trying to uh, if if the person is willing to work with you. I, I hear people say things about, I don't want to be with nobody if I'm going 50-50. Well, if you got 50-50 money, what are you expecting? If you have an average a average type of lifestyle, you can only afford to be around average motherfuckers unless you do something better for yourself. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't understand that. Right. But you can still build in that area. And social media and the internet and this society is just taking away love, taking oh, man. away realistic expectations, taking away uh there, there's so much um conceitedness and 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 internet guys and gals. Yeah. You know, these dudes pretend that there's something that they're not uh and false and, narratives, false right. narratives, uh these bad examples of 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 women and, and men who are creating uh what what my man what my what my man my buddy six call echo chambers where everybody's getting together and they're, and they're shouting out this information and bouncing amongst each other but no one's listening to the other side of how things are actually going so one guy might be saying um all women are trash and he's got a bunch of followers now because he's saying that but it's not that all women are trash it's just the women that you date are trash right and then you got the women on the other side saying that uh 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 men can't deal with independent black women and and they and they can't deal with my masculinity no no one wants to deal with your masculinity because no man wants to deal with another person trying to imitate a man i prefer a woman so you need to turn that shit off when you're dealing with me and right. you have all these different opinions and it's separating everybody because people are trying to choose sides instead of saying hey this is how it should actually go or this these are the things we need to work on to be able to come together man and it's 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 crazy out here when i hear all this shit yeah and the more you travel the more you'll see that uh it's us African american community is the only community that really don't love each other how we should that's separated amongst business and personal and divided and other cultures they stick together love each other and build together and that's man. just that's that's it that's law you know, so and that's why I respect some other cultures to have arranged marriages. You know, you can't marry into this social class if you're not on that level. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, and most people don't understand that's how the Queen of England, uh, rest her soul, or, no, became the Queen of England because her brother married out of the social class. You know, so I, I respect other cultures arranged marriages. Hey, listen, you're gonna learn to love love him because he's meant he, he can he can he can afford you. He can take care of you. He can handle you. You know, but you're gonna learn to, you know, so and you're gonna deal and or you're gonna deal with the concubines. <laughs> yeah. And, and and people don't really understand it. You know, what we're what we're really saying, like I don't think they get it. I think there's a small people like us that think like this, we get it, but there are other people who just don't get it. Think about what Jay-Z said in the song. 
He said, I bought her an island and I take her on million dollar vacations. What the fuck y'all niggas going to do with that? How many guys can do that for her? Yeah. How many? So why would she give up her position in place to be with anybody else? Yeah. It's levels. <laughs> Big time levels. Like she's not going to go backwards. She's not going to go backwards. Just, just because some guy's a basketball player or something like that. There's too much on that level. Too much, too much, too many things going on on that level that she has to take on and deal with to think about messing with something that's less than. And it's not saying that she wouldn't, but that's a very high level up there. Right. And she earned that. Yeah. That's not somebody that was just pulled up. That was a woman who was worth $300 million or whatever it is. I don't know the ticket on it, but that's a woman who's, who's put in the time to make that happen for herself. Maybe she could do it for herself too. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. So I agree with you. Uh, I am not looking for a, a sponsor. I'm looking for a partner. You, you know, I don't need nobody to. I'm not lame or goofy enough to let somebody attach themselves to me and and and, and use me of my resources so they can better themselves. You need to come on in here, show me what type of hustle you got, what type of dream and ambition you got, and we're gonna figure this thing out and we're gonna make it work together. There we go. And, and if not, you're gonna get the fuck out by the next by the next three to six months. We we gonna figure it out. Yeah, we gonna figure it out. I, I don't I don't usually let them stick around for too long. <laughs> well, and it's not and that's that's not that's not to be mean, but it's just to say that I'm I'm driven. I have I have I have what I'm I'm looking at. I know what it is. I know what I want, and I don't need you to waste more time than I have to uh that I have. Because time is the only thing that can be replaced, and a lot of people take that for granted. It's expensive, man. It is not cheap. It's not cheap. You can't you can't play around and waste people's time. And often people say, oh, he shuts people out. Yeah, very fast sometimes because I, I got shit to do. I got shit to do. I got to get up. I got to go to work. I got I to gotta be over here. I got to do a podcast over there. I have to do mentor work over here. You understand what I'm saying? I have stuff to do. I can't sit around. When I make time for you, you, sh- you should honor that. You should respect that. And we should make the best of that time. And if you can't do that, then I, I got to go. I got to go. I got other things to do with my time. Hell, hell sometimes I need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. 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 How often How often do you get a chance to travel? Man. Honestly, one of my one of my phrases is all I do is trade and travel. Mm. So uh, I trade about maybe an hour a day. Uh, but I don't trade every day. But for the most part, about an hour a day, a couple times a week. And I travel probably at least two, three times a month. Uh, I travel internationally at least once a month. And uh, and I got this philosophy where I sleep roughly four to six hours a day. Um, so I'm not alone then? Okay. No, 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 you're not. You're not. I sleep roughly four to six hours a day. I go hard for 25 days out the month, and I take five days where I do nothing. So those five days, it's most of the time it'll be uh, domestic or international. And I take five days and do nothing. But 25 days out the month, I'm 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 going hard, nonstop. When your financial status changed, did you bring up people with you? Did you try to teach it and show it to other people? Yes. Um, and at the same time, once you stop trying to help people and once you stop talking, that's when they listen. Because the whole way. And I'm not at the top, I'm in the middle. But I can see how people say it's lonely at the top <laughs> because 
one, you know, one, once you, I, I've been self-employed 17 years now, haven't mm. stood a clock for anybody. Um, and it hasn't been easy because I don't have nobody looking over my shoulder, say, go do this, go do this, go do this. But uh, I've, I've tried to bring a lot of people up with me. Um, and at the same time, a lot of people, they're not willing to make the sacrifices. That's why it's called the one percenter, one to three percenters, because 97 percent of the people, they're not willing to, to put in the work, make put the work in to be a student all the way to the top, to be humble. Everybody, some people always want to be the chief. They're not willing to uh, make the sacrifices, to to take the losses, to take the L's, to be ridiculed, to be laughed at, to be an outcast, to miss out on parties, events, social things, to travel, you know, uh, to have relationships that I've had several relationships that haven't worked out because of my entrepreneurship. Oh, you, why are you dealing with so many women? Because these women that I'm dealing with, it's business. I'm not touching them, but it's business. And money's great. It's not man or woman. <laughs> you know, one of my mentors the other day, he said, you know, you need to be accepting money from everybody. Black, brown, brew, green, man, woman, boy, girl, whoever. You know, there's two kind of people in the world. Somebody buying, somebody selling. That so is. a lot of times women are more open to buy products or services than men. Think about how many lotions that they have and lashes and, and, and different hair products and different, you know, women, they don't buy candles, you know, uh, whatever. Women are, are, are visual creatures and, and they want to, uh, they want to experience certain things. So they're open to, they're open to buy. Most women are open to financial literacy. Most women are open to health and wellness. Most women are open to, uh, you know, books or any kind of product or service. Yes. You talk to women and kids, you're going to make some money. Because they are they are always looking to look good. They always want to look good. Right. And men are visual creatures, so that's why they do it. Yeah. But also the women will spend money on their kids. A man will spend money on their kids. Correct. So women and children, you know, you, you want to sell some, sell it to women and children. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. What, what are your favorite places to travel to internationally? Um, man, I've been so many places. Um Right now, I would say South Africa because they have the beaches and the mountains. That's one. Uh, Dubai. And I'm going to go with Curacao. I like Curacao. It's uh, part of the Netherlands Antilles, ABCs, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao. Nice beaches. Uh, nice culture. And I like to go places. Oh, and then also Colombia. I love Colombia. Okay. Uh, nice cultures, nice beaches, good food. The people accept you. A lot of people speak English because, you know, Americans, unfortunately, we're some of the only ones that only speak English. We go other places, you know. They speak in France, German, yeah, French, French. German, French, Asia, Spanish. certain places. They're not going to adapt to you not knowing how to speak English. No, they're just going to look at you and go, eh? eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So living living in Texas and Houston, uh, I, I'm pretty decent in Spanish. So I like Colombia as well. It's just because you go and you see your brothers and sisters that look just like you. They're in a different part of the world. Some most speak English, but they're you know Spanish or Portuguese. So mm. those are some of the, some of my favorite places. Have you ever been to Bora Bora? I have not. I have not. It's I heard it's a long flight. I'm mm -hmm. gonna get there next year. I'm gonna get Maldives, Bora Bora. Uh, I'll definitely get there next year. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna do more beach trips and I scuba dive as well. So okay, it. it's nice okay. to do. So, yeah, I have, I've never seen water that clear before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. You can go to Tahiti. Yeah, got the huts over the uh, 
over the water. Yeah, yes, I'll, sir. I'll make it there next year for sure. Yes, sir. It's be it's beautiful. It's 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 not a lot going, but you can you can it's it's a place to relax and just be left the hell alone. Yeah, not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think you, you know, it's, it's something to see. It's something to see, definitely, definitely. So, what, what do you have planned? Um, as far, do you? I shouldn't even say what you have planned. Have you ever tried to put together a mentorship for for uh, trading? Well, I, I do have courses on on my website, cryptocore.co. There we That's go. Cryptocore.co. Um, I do one on one and group trainings for cryptocurrency. Um, I have a course uh, that's crypto and credit, and I do tours for that as well. Uh, but uh, it's 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 kind of a mentorship if people want that ongoing. And then I have one that's I'm going to teach you the basics and the one on one of crypto, blockchain, uh, digital technology, so that you can go and make money and prepare your own portfolio. So yeah, I have that already set up. Okay, cool. Are you do is are one of your investments or streams of income do you get into real estate? I do. I okay. do. I have uh quite a bit quite a few real estate projects awesome. in Houston and also right outside of Las Vegas. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. In in, in Nevada. So yeah, yeah. What made yeah. you choose Nevada? Um, uh, no state taxes. Uh, a lot of people are leaving California. It's right next door. Uh, the cost of living is not as high as California, but uh, and then you know just the scenery, you know, and it, and it's it's uh, well Vegas is full, so that's why I'm outside of Vegas. But you know you have the scenery there. You got the mountains, and uh, you know a lot a lot of people just like that scenery there. You know? Do you think that the cost of living in the market will drop? Good. Uh in California well enough for people to go back? Or do you think it's kind of like like that place is just shot? Nobody. Who wants to live in California and 48% of your income is gone to the governor in taxes? Yeah. Like, that's just dumb and stupid. You know? <laughs> so, so people should get out of California and get out of New York ASAP. But Texas, Houston, we're full. They don't need to come here. Like, <laughs> yeah, st stop running that way because y'all yeah, 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 filling it up. Y'all going to end up on property that I'm looking at, you know, so I don't, I don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. Yeah. I, I don't understand how people are left California, but they still stayed in New York. And I would think people would want to leave New York because of uh, the congestion and, and, the, and the club. Yeah, but, you know, they pay more in California and New York, but it's just, you know, people don't, they don't do the math on it. And who wants to be in a 400 square foot studio I had a friend of mine I went and visit after college. I think she was in law school. She was living in Tribeca, paying three thousand a month, and my living room was bigger than her whole apartment. And I'm like, "Yeah, this is nobody live." Like she yeah. had her clothes on nails hung up on the walls. Yeah, no I, when I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, this I don't want to. I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be here." Like cool place to visit you know you get to see the scenery and how to, how everything is made up but i don't want to be here for too much longer yeah the, and the stench is is crazy as well totally I, say, say that again i said totally understand nope nobody wants to be in those conditions yeah absolutely well my brother is there anything you want to add on um 
No, I, I appreciate your time, man. I, I thank you for uh, inviting me on the podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to encourage everybody to never, uh, never let anybody steal your dreams. Any dreams or goals that you have, write them down. If it's not written down, nine times out of ten, it won't happen. Put vision casting boards, vision boards around your home or everywhere you want. If you want that car, that home, that vacation, that amount of money saved to impact a certain amount of people to speak in front of people, visualize your goals and dreams, surround yourself by people that are better than you, wiser than you, smarter than you, got more money than you. Uh, keep investing in tech and technology and keep investing in yourself and learning and information um, and just never give up consistency. You know, consistency is the key. Fail your way to the top and never forget to uh, believe in yourself. A lot of people, they they let people talk to my dream. Believe in yourself and 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 never never give up. Like, just fail your way to the top. Like, and it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. I've been rich and I've been poor. And rich is better. It's a whole lot better. Absolutely. I have another question before we leave out here. You ever been to uh, one of those Afrotech uh, uh, investments man there is a there's one in austin this weekend i was really thinking about going uh there's one in austin this weekend but no i haven't been to one but i heard it's pretty good so yeah i heard austin, i heard yeah. it was i haven't i haven't been i heard about the ones in california but yeah i, haven't been. I usually go to a lot of the crypto and nft events in miami uh and in dubai but uh yeah i've never been to one but i, I might go to austin this weekend since that's right the street for me it's okay. after uh event this weekend off austin Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Faux Profits Podcast. My guest is Corey Williams, also known as Crypto Co Crypto Corey. I don't know how I messed that up and I practiced it. But also remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. I appreciate your time, Corey. I thank everyone for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you and have a good one.